This is the eHealth Radio Network, your source for health advice on demand. And now your host, Eric Michaels. Thanks for joining us once again here on the Health Radio Network. This is your host, Eric Michaels. Today on the program, we're speaking with Dr. Nikki Martinez, who has been working as an independent medical expert to assist the courts for the past decade. Dr. Martinez has also been an adjunct professor for nearly 14 years as she engages in domestic and international consulting for various individuals, groups, and organizations, as well as continues to see a small caseload of individual and couples clients through telemental health services. Her large catalog of articles for the Huffington Post and EverydayPower.com can be seen in the show notes from her work as a contributor for both publications and Today's topic will be focusing in on why a failed relationship does not make you a failure. And Dr. Martinez, always great to have you on the program. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you bet. Always good to have you on the program. So let's kick things off with this. You note that there are four types of failure we all experience. Explain what each of those four are, and let's kick it off with that today. Yes. Uh, there's four types of failure. Uh, the first type is called an abject failure. And this is the most personally difficult for people. Um, This is the type of failure when someone loses something that feels essential to them. Examples of this would be um, their health, their livelihood, their current level of functioning. Um, Something that has been done that has caused them to lose trust or respect of others. It's a deep failure that many people struggle to recover from. Um, Once we've all experienced it, we're likely to experience it again. Um, we can hopefully develop the coping skills to bounce back from it. Um, This is really one of those where uh, people in life are changed forever and they struggle to go one way or the other with it. Um, The next type of failure um, in it is a glorious failure. It's my personal favorite. Um, I'm really rooting for the person who uh, is the glorious failure. They really, it's a type of failure where you give give something your all. Uh, but you fail in the end, but you go down in a blaze of glory. Uh, and this is the person that um, the failure can feel devastating and uh, dejecting, but it's necessary. Um, it's the type of person that often aims for the stars uh, in the first time. And you, I really always hope that they are not going to not keep trying again. Um, these are the people that if they look at things right, the failures can become lessons. Uh, often the people are the type that build a tough skin uh, that enables them to learn lessons and they can strengthen their resolve and build better goals and tougher skin and regroup from there. Um, the next type is the common failure. Um, and these are the average everyday failures. We may have some before we finish the show. Um, they are, um, since none of us are perfect, uh, we're all going to experience them again and again. There are things like um, forgetting appointments, bringing the wrong report to a presentation, forgetting a friend's birthday, um, or what time a meeting is on Friday. There are mistakes that we all make because we're human beings uh, and we are gonna make them all the time. And in this type of case, we should hopefully just give ourselves grace and move on and forget them. And then the last type of failure is a predicted failure. And this is the kind of failure that we can count on, um, that there's gonna be a certain level of failure. Uh, And this is, Sort of, we can think about it as the beta test for new ideas. Uh, and they are, we put things in place. We are hoping that they're going to work well and we're sort of working out the bugs. Um, somebody who has lots of goals and ideas will experience this type of failure many, many times in their life. And the most important thing is how we, how we deal with them. 
um, and how we deal with the failure and how many times we get up. But there are certain people, certain types of people that can't even deal with a certain level of predict predicted failure. Um, and they are not the type of person who is going to swing for the fences. They need things very managed and very plan out, planned out and to know what's going to happen for them. So those are the four types of failures. Really some interesting feedback there, and thanks for that. Now, do different people or personalities experience these types of failures in different ways? Get into that a little bit, if you would. Yes, and we'll talk about the, the first and the last just so that we can see the extremes. Um, there are people who, for example, who experience abject failure, and that's the one where I noted is some examples, uh, people who have a health loss or have a health issue uh, for the first time, or they have a loss of livelihood that they have to deal with. This is the kind of person that would take that as a huge blow when they're they're told about it, and they look at it as um, very that it makes them look at for the first time that they are human and that they're very delicate. This is something that they see as changing their world forever, um, and, and they realize they have to deal with something for the first time on a regular basis. Um, when this how this person comes across it's a very defining moment for them um, if they choose to take control of the situation or not or they choose to almost uh, we 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 all know those people that uh, versus just dealing with the health issue they define themselves as their health issue um, and that's the type of person who struggles to deal with that and deal with it as an abject failure another type of person when we looked at what we just talked about the predicted failure where you know things are going to happen these people don't even have the wherewithal to handle a predicted failure um, they are not the swing for the fences person. They need a tidy schedule. Um, they need a to-do list. And if the to-do list is moves at all, they have a very hard time uh, dealing with any sort of transition that's not predicted. Um, while you and I may know that this is a normal part of creation and growth, they have a very hard time dealing with anything that uh, strays from their normal schedule and, and plans. Now, Dr. Martinez, why do people tend to tie their sense of self to the success or failure of a relationship? What's your thought on that? Well, this is something actually that um, patients speak to me about all the time. They feel like they feel like a failure because the relationship failed. They take the fact that a relationship or even a series of relationships have not worked out as a direct indication that there's something deeply wrong with them as a person. They feel flawed or unlovable and and that there's no hope for them or for future success in a relationship, especially a long-term relationship or to get into if, if that's something that they want, uh, marriage. Um, and that can feel like an insurmountable failure to them um, is they've invested so much of themselves and their time and what they consider their identity um, into this relationship and being part of the couple. But many times people have given so much of themselves. They've tried to work things out. They've gone to counseling. They feel like they've um, adjusted the issues that their partner wasn't pleased with, and inevitably the relationship still failed. And what hopefully with, with time and some of the work, what they need to learn is that the relationship failed, but it doesn't make them a failure as a person because even just from the things that I just named off, look at how hard they worked. Look at how accommodating they were. That does not make them a failure. That makes them somebody who worked very hard, gave something their all, and were a, a loving, giving partner. And so it's quite the opposite of that. Dr. Martinez, really good to have you cover this today. A lot of folks have gone through a failed relationship and think that they're a failure overall and really good to have you 
touch on this as we're speaking with Dr. Nikki Martinez once again, who has been working as an independent medical expert to assist the courts for the past decade and also has been an adjunct professor for nearly 14 years as she engages in domestic and international consulting for various individuals, groups, and organizations and offers individual and couples consulting via telemental health services. She's joined us here today once again on eHealth Radio's Relationship Channel, a part of the eHealth Radio Network. Now, continuing on, we have all been guilty of rewriting the history of a relationship after a breakup. What does that look like in situations where people feel like a failed relationship makes them a failure? Let's cover that a little bit further. Yes, it is, you know, we've all done it, whether it's to one extreme or the other. We've all either painted in our rewritten and painted in our minds uh, the partner is all bad or the partner on a pedestal Um, and that's typically when someone is painting themselves as a failure in the relationship they often do put the partner on the pedestal and they focus only on the reasons the relationship ended and they personalize themselves as having the sole responsibility they decide that they're the failure they're the reason that the relationship ended and it's due to them but really this can be, and we've talked about this in prior interviews, um, an opportunity for a real growth opportunity. Um, and I know that you actually hold that view as well. We've talked about this before. Um, for them to really um, to look at themselves, to look at how the things that they've wanted to do, a way that they can reflect back on the relationship and, and really look at what they do and don't want in the future going forward. Um, look at this as an opportunity to reevaluate what they do and don't want and someone in really, especially if it's been a long-term relationship to be able to reflect, to take the time and reflect on the ways in which they have changed because they, what they themselves have likely changed, what they want in a relationship is likely changed and what they want in a partner is likely changed. And so being able to identify that is going to help them have the greatest opportunity for success going forward. And maybe this will be the last, last relationship that they can have if they do that. That's not guaranteed, but maybe it will give them a greater opportunity for that or at least better healthy relationships going forward. Yeah, I really do appreciate your feedback on that. Most helpful. Now, lastly, you've talked in other segments we have done in the past about the end of a relationship being an opportunity for growth, something that can be thought of in a positive way. Can you speak more about that? And also you have a new project that you're a contributor for and it segues nicely into this as we end today's episode. Would you like to share a brief overview of it with our listeners as well? Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Um, yes, uh, to, an- to answer your first question, um, as we are, as I touched on a bit on the last question and, and noting on that, while the relationship may not work, um, how the person chooses to navigate going forward can be such a great success for them. Because good or bad, there's lessons that each of us learns from each relationship that we're in. And it's not that we're a failure. Uh, the lessons revolve around identifying many things more clearly, and this will allow us to be more successful going forward. A relationship not working out doesn't um, mean that we failed. It means that we can see how we've grown and changed and therefore so of our needs. And that's really what matters uh, in long-term relationships. We can discover um, what we're looking for, how we've grown over the years, and what we want going forward for ourselves. Um, and we can learn a little bit more about ourselves um, as well. And take some time to do that. And that, I think, especially if we're coming out of long-term relationships and maybe serial serial monogamy, that can be the best thing that we can do. And then also, as you noted, I did want to touch on a new uh, project I'm contributing for that I'm really excited about. Um, even though this will be a bit after it happens since these are delayed, it actually is going live today. I'm going to be a contributor for um, a new 
a new project and a new site. It's called resilientstories.com. Um, it is a project where um, readers uh, can submit their stories um, as well as the stories that we're writing. Um, the, the whole project is about um, really inspiration, people submitting their stories, resiliency. So it's really a two-way street. It's about uplifting um, the reader's stories, letting people know that they're never alone. It's a positive, supportive network for everyone to bring strength to others. It's a stepping stone uh, for readers um, to be part of an inspiring movement and to share their journey of trying, and even just to be a light for people that are going through it to see that um, other people have made it through. So I'm really excited about it. Again, that's resilientstories.com. It's going live today, um, but it will be live by the time you guys hear this. So I can't wait for everyone to check it out. And of course, listeners, you can find that link within the show notes of this broadcast to tap into that new resource. Thanks so much, Dr. Martinez, for what you do. And if listeners wanted to tap into further resources and or services or to get more information on yourself, where's the best place to do so? Yes, they can reach me at my website at drnikkimartinez.com. That's D-R-N-I-K-K-I-M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z.com. And they can reach me at my LinkedIn, and that's the LinkedIn website. N-I-K-K-I hyphen M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z and uh, any of the um, sites at the bottom of the show notes. I would love if them to check out any of my articles or reach me at any of those sites. Once again, Dr. Martinez, all the best and we thank you for joining us here today on E-Health Radio and look forward to our next conversation. Thank you. Again, we have been speaking with Dr. Nikki Martinez, who has been working as an independent medical expert to assist the courts for the past decade and has also been an adjunct professor for nearly 14 years. She engages in domestic and international consulting for various individuals, groups, and organizations and offers individual and couples consulting via telemental health services. And for all the details, simply visit drnikkimartinez.com. And again, this has been your host, Eric Michaels, and we do thank you for your continued support of the Yelth Radio Network. Join us again soon for another episode that will help further expand your knowledge on those things that are important to your health and wellness. For more Yelth Radio reports, we invite you to visit our main radio channel site at yelthradionetwork.com. And as always, we do thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Yelth Radio Network. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit ehealthradionetwork.com.